Hey, fellas. Welcome back. Happy birthday to capitalism and consumerism. This episode's coming at you on a not Tuesday because I've got extra time this week. Because that's how December goes, and it should go for a lot of people. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine the other day about holidays and celebrating. He's not particularly a religious man. And he said, celebrate everything all the time. Have a great one. Kind of thing. And I thought, you know, that's a great idea. Everybody celebrate. Everybody overconsume all year long, baby. Let's go. That's actually the opposite of what the idea is. But I just, uh, the idea, I enjoy the holidays. They're very nostalgic to me, as much as uh, they can be anyway. We celebrate the birth of capitalism. We celebrate the birth of uh, Best Buy. And all that good stuff, all the stuff that brings us joy <laughs> around the holidays. But uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Christmas, kind of. Uh, just traditions, other things that go on during the holiday season. I get really nostalgic. And if you know me, you know that I really enjoy cartoon theme songs or soundtracks from the 90s particularly. They were really doing it big back then with children's programming. And I've been thinking a lot about nostalgia and nowadays, as I am exposed to children's content, I have three nephews and four nieces, and uh, they definitely watch some stuff. One of my nieces, I guess two of them now, one of them doesn't know what's going on yet. She's only like six months old. But uh, the other one, my sister, just exposes them to anime and has them watch like the original Pokemon series and other things like that. So, I mean, I feel like you're better set up to enjoy things that you liked as a kid or have nostalgic experiences if what you watch is not full-on garbage. Now, with my nephews, who knows how they found it because it sure wasn't their parents finding it because they hate it just as much as the world probably does. But a couple shows that my nephews watch are just full-on, man, annoying. And I think about it, and like Baby Shark and that stuff, it's not inherently fantastic music or anything and it's not great art <laughs> to consume so i think about the things that i'm nostalgic for now like i guess the original pokemon series and just cartoons darkwing duck listen to the darkwing duck theme song right now if you haven't heard it or don't remember it because wow they didn't have to do it but they really did on that theme song but uh, yeah, I just think about it, and it's like, man, children's TV is really... I think people know that they can get away with it. Like the show Coco Melon, which is a disaster. They recycle a bunch of, like, uh, what are they, like nursery rhymes? Because they don't have any copyright or anything attached to them. So you ju they just recycle it, write like one word, pay an animator, not enough money to throw together a bunch of nonsense, and then there you go. So I think they're just getting away with it because they know kids will watch whatever, if it's colorful and kind of stimulating kids will watch 25 hours of it a, a day and that's all they need is the kids to keep watching so i feel bad for children in that regard they're not really no one's really putting in the effort uh there is a show bluey however that's pretty funny i feel like they're actually trying but there's just a lot of it that's like wow this is mind-numbing and i feel like that's the purpose to get the children to stop thinking and bothering their parents when in reality, man, you gotta, if you're gonna have a kid, have a kid, you know? Don't just toss them in front of the TV or whatever, but 
It is funny, however, talking to my niece. I think she's like barely two years old. Yeah, her birthday was in June, I think. But she, yeah, talking to her about Pokemon, she'll let you know. She's got the whole original Team Rocket thing memorized, the whole blasting off again to protect the world with truth and love, all that stuff. She's very aware. So one day she'll remember that stuff and be nostalgic for Pokemon. But the idea here is the effort that was put in. And I'm sure there are a couple, and I'm not super tuned in to children's media. I see it on occasion when I'm with my nieces and nephews. But I was thinking about the uh, the other day, the, it came to mind somehow, the song from the original Pokemon series. From I don't know if it was on the show. I think it might have been, but there's a song called Viridian City, or On the Road to Viridian City. And... That song, I think, is just objectively very good. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like a a 2000s disco house, super huge vocals. Like, I don't even know what to say about it other than they really, when it, someone did not get paid enough to make that song. I'm just going to say that. It's way too good for, I guess, what it needed to be. You think about kids' shows, you don't think they're going to put out something like that. It's an amazing song. There's a part you get after the first chorus and they're singing, I'm on the road to Viridian City, you know? And it's, uh, I'll sing more. I know you guys want to hear that. But yeah, there's a part where they just slam down Viridian City. It's just this beautiful, like, chord of people singing and mamma mia, it's a good moment. But yeah, I think about nostalgia a lot. I think about children and what they're exposed to. My experiences with Christmas, I get really nostalgic around Christmas because I have a lot of strong memories associated with it. We had a lot of fun because it was my family, of course, and I still celebrate Christmas, but we, I think about traditions and everything also, I don't know that we had very many strong traditions. My cousin would come down a lot of the Christmases from California, which was fantastic. I wish (laughs) we could still do that. I guess we probably could, but yeah, I mean, he would come uh, come down we would mess around. We'd go look at stuff with Christmas money. You know, as kids, you get $10 and it's a big deal. So that was fun to just mess around. We'd play video games with them, whatever we got for Christmas and have a good time. It was just fun seeing all my family. And I think that's a, we need more holidays like that throughout the year. Just like, Hey, here's a week off. Go find your family, go find people that you love and hang out with them. Because it is, while it is nice to celebrate everything every day. Unfortunately, that doesn't constitute a federal holiday for everybody to have the same time off. But hey, we need to have, I mean, because I, I try my best to care about everyone. And it's hard because that just takes a lot of energy. Because if I want to say I actually care about and love people, I don't want it to be some like superficial, I'm just saying it to say it. But I, I just want everybody to be able to live their life in a way that makes them happy. And I think we need like 10 to 12 weeks of non-denominational, just, hey, go have a fun time with your friends, take a vacation, holidays, mandatory for everybody throughout the year, worldwide. I know America, we kind of dropped the ball on that one as far as vacation time goes, but and I know a lot of places do a lot of good vacation time. Like my dad's always having to sell his back to his job because they give him too much, which I wish was everyone's problem. But yeah, it's just what a great time that'd be if we had 
no strings attached. It's not for any reason in specific other than go hang out with your boys, have a good time, just have some fun. But I meant to talk about Christmas traditions and then I just kind of rambled on. But if you've listened to more than one and a half seconds of this podcast, you know that that's my way of life. That's my ethos. I don't know if I even, what does ethos mean? I'm not going to feed you guys misinformation. We're going to go right now to the Google machine. Ethos, definition. The characteristic spirit of a culture, era, or community is manifested in its beliefs and aspirations. Ah, uh, kind of. My, oh, I guess they say a challenge to the ethos of the 1960s. I assume they're talking about counterculture and all that, but I guess my ethos is rambling. My ethos is not having a plan. <laughs> but Christmas traditions, the only one I can think of in particular that we do and still do, all of us together as a family, we all send pictures to each other as we do it as well, is Christmas Eve. We all eat pizza. We just all get a nice Domino's usually pizza. Because my dad, when he was a child, his grandma owned the local flower shop in the city I grew up in. And for whatever reason, I guess back in the day, flowers were a big Christmas gift that everyone would buy each other because it was just slammed. They were just going nuts on Christmas for uh, in the flower shop. So my grandma and my, or I guess my great grandma and my grandmother would be just going to town in that flower shop. My dad would be in there as well. I think he'd make deliveries or something like that. But he, that's another fun fact. My dad can uh, arrange flowers. He helped out at my sister's wedding, arranging the flowers which was fun to watch, but yeah, so they didn't, nobody wanted to cook. Christmas Eve, they'd be working all day, and then they'd go home, order a pizza, and then there you go. That's our whole tradition. That's where we came from on that one. It's pretty simple. It's kind of, it makes sense, I guess, at a utility. Not that I couldn't cook on Christmas Eve, because now it's like nobody I know really works on Christmas Eve. You usually just get that day off, but we all still get a pizza, because it, and even, I guess that didn't even happen during my lifetime, but my dad was uh, around when I was a child, and so we did it. We would get pizza. And so, as I mean, I think that's the only tradition we really have. I really enjoyed one Christmas with my cousin when he came by. We woke up at like 4 a.m. or whatever, like you do as a kid on Christmas. And we watched this old-timey Japanese show called Gigantor. And it was the craziest thing. I still have the theme song stuck in my head all these years later. But it was just funny. And that's a very Christmas memory to me. Just watching Gigantor while it was still dark outside in the morning. My parents said, please don't come out before like 7 a.m. Because we want to sleep like regular people. And so they did. And we watched Gigantor and other things at 4 a.m. But there's a lot of memories I have of just things associated with Christmas. And they become a Christmas whatever it is. Like, this is kind of a deep cut. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina, or not Ocarina of Time. Uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. One Christmas, they're Game Boy games. My brother and I got one of each. He got Oracle of Seasons. I got Oracle of Ages because they were blue and red. My brother got the red one. I got the blue one. That's how it worked in our household. But we got those for Christmas, and now whenever I think about those games, I, I feel like Christmas. I get the, the Christmas feeling. You know what I mean? So that's always interesting. There's a bunch of stuff out there that's not really associated with Christmas, but will always be in my mind. 
like the movie Better Off Dead. What a classic. Yeah, I think that's enough of Christmas. I don't really know. I was trying to think of traditions I have, and people do a bunch of stuff and whatever, but usually I just hang out with my family. It's another, it's like Thanksgiving too. I mean, we're pretty far removed from the events that spurred these holidays. So, like, especially Thanksgiving, I don't know that everyone's really excited about what happened to bring Thanksgiving about. And I mean, we could, why don't we just give everybody their own Thanksgiving? If you want to have it in March, great. Or in the summertime, everybody get together when it's not freezing outside. Let's have some more holidays in the summertime. We're really lopsided as far as the holidays in the wintertime go. But let me think. I had a couple other thoughts. Oh, man, I went to Home Depot this morning. Classic Home Depot. I don't mind it. It's just you go in there and you're immediately enveloped in flannel, it feels like. Everybody's wearing flannel. I don't like stereotypes, and I don't like to say, this group of people does this. But you also go into Home Depot, and I feel like you know who's going to be at a Home Depot. It, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess my wife kind of breaks that mold. I was at, here's the, the backstory of me going to Home Depot, is that my wife wanted a sander for Christmas. And so uh, that was one of the things that she asked for. So I was buying a sander at Home Depot this morning. It's all right. I can say that. This is coming out, like, I think the day before Christmas or on Christmas. I don't know yet. I'm going to do a couple. I think I said that because I got some time. But, yeah, my wife doesn't listen to this also, so I can I can let that fly. She says that she's she hears what I say all, all day, and so she doesn't need to hear it again. But, classic Home Depot. I don't mind at all. Find some sanders. Find some... Meat church. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Let me see if it tells me on the picture. I took a picture of it. But there's a thing called meat church at Home Depot. Oh, man. I was about to say, also, let me find out. Forget meat church. This is more important. When was Home Depot founded? Okay, so Home Depot has been around since 1978. Somebody out there has had, I don't even know, I don't do math. But somebody out there has had a lot of years to have a deli, to have a, a meat store, whatever you call them, a butcher shop. People have had a long time. The idea that it's it's been right there. It's been readily available. You, not just me. I know that I haven't been the only one to have this thought, but I Googled it and it did not come up as anything. Ham Depot. Make a butcher shop. I don't even eat meat, so this one's for free for anyone out there that's trying to start up a deli or butcher shop. Ham Depot. How is that not a thing yet? Come on, Earth. You're letting me down on this one. That's such an easy joke. Someone take it. You can even say you came up with it yourself. I just need that to be out there. Ham Depot, please. Somebody do it. So anyway, Ham Depot. In the name of my new album. Not really. Well, I guess it would make sense. I like to, I make music and I want to, I wanted to, i trying to think of what to name myself. I, I want to name myself Kveg, which is Norwegian for cow or calf. And my last name is Norwegian. My dad was adopted by a Norwegian dude when he was a kid. And so I just think it's funny. It's also, it's, it's fitting. I don't know. It's a fun word to say. 
But uh, yeah, Kveg, I guess Ham Depot, that doesn't make sense. Ham comes from pigs. FYI, if you guys didn't know that. I'm not just learning that now, I promise. But yeah, I forgot to say at the beginning again that if you're a rando out there listening to this, shoot me an email. Not a talk show podcast at gmail.com. Be glad to talk to you. We'll get some things going. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the future. Should be how the future is. Plan some stuff, get some stuff going, you know, set some goals, make some plans. Have a good time with your fellas. It's that time of year. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's it. See you.